Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast of The Invisible World of Jeremy Jones, where it's not so much about how to live your best life, but how to show up and live your life. Thanks for joining. Welcome, everybody. This is Jeremy Jones, and this is also episode 10. You won't like my podcast. Let's go back, as Jocko says, back in the day, and start with a story this time. Why don't people wear shorts to church? No, no, I'm for real. Years ago, I was a kid. I don't remember how old I was. But I was old enough to remember. I would grumble and grumble when we'd get ready for church. Why why these starchy, scratchy pants, uncomfortable shoes, all the buttons I had to figure out on that dress shirt? And don't get me started on the tie. A tie? Who thought that would be good to invent something to choke your neck? Why don't people just wear shorts and t-shirt to church? The church I went to growing up, everyone got in their Sunday best. But not me. Not this week, anyway. Instead of arguing about it with my parents, I had a better idea. So I put on my old comfy shorts and t-shirt and then went through and suited up the whole Sunday best attire on top. Sitting in the car, driving, looking out the window. Ah, it was a beautiful day. The sun was hitting the trees. The green of the grass was greener, you know, me bumping along proudly knowing I had at last found a way. Fifteen minutes into the sermon, I told my mom, I need to go to the bathroom. Normally she'd just tell me to hold it. After all, we just got to church. But I'd been building up for this moment for some time, making sure that I rarely used the bathroom pass. And I squirmed and wiggled just enough for her to agree. And then once I was in the bathroom, it took, I don't know, only 10 seconds for me to change and coil the pants up and the shirt and tie under my arm. I ditched the clothes in the coat closet. And when I entered the congregation, oh man, I still remember the feeling of pride, liberation, these faded shorts and t-shirt. I think I had on my Colorado cowboy boots. I looked around and cornered the aisle, strolling down with such pride, giving a few head nods here and there. Zup, zup, zup. And there, as people stared at me, I figured probably everybody wanted to be comfy like I was. But if not, I really didn't care. And of course I knew I was bucking the trend. I I knew my parents would be disappointed. I'd be in some trouble, and I'd have to change back eventually. Probably get some weird stares, all that. But oh, I, I didn't care. It wasn't about the outfit or the clothes. It was how comfortable I was just being me. Didn't mind if anybody liked it or not. I remember that kid, and I want him back. I want him out front leading the charge. I want to, I want to stroll down the aisles of my life in shorts and a T-shirt, and why not with cowboy boots? Waving my flag. 
So fast forward 10 years or so later, and I was a senior in high school. I kept orbiting around this group of kids that were like totally, like totally popular. I wasn't formally invited to join their group, but me and a friend kept circling around them, faithful as the moon. One day for lunch, they said they were all going to Jeff's house. I was standing next to everybody and thought possibly I was invited too. So we all walked out to Jeff's car. Clearly, there were too many people, so I decided to drive my own truck with my buddy. Nobody said anything, so I volunteered, Hey, I'll see you guys over there. And they got in their car without saying anything. Maybe maybe they didn't hear me. It was uh, It was windy, yeah. And when we pulled into the neighborhood... They started going faster. I didn't even know where Jeff lived. Soon we were going 40 through a 25. My buddy stated the obvious. Are they trying to lose us? Nah, no, no, no. They're they're just being silly. I caught up enough at the end to find Jeff's house. They parked and ran into the house. Hmm. Gee, must be hungry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We parked and walked up the porch. I tried the door. It was locked. Gee, must be an auto-lock kind of door. My buddy and I looked at each other. I guess we ring the doorbell? After two minutes of waiting on the porch, we got the message. They didn't want us there. They didn't want us following. They didn't like us. Didn't like me. Easy to blame that on high school. Ah, high school. But right now, I find myself judging and watching. Ah, the driveway down the street. Uh, They just got the latest model SUV. It's, It's probably time for us to upgrade. And when I explain my job to people, I want them to be impressed. I want to know, will they find it prestigious? What if my kid's not the star on the team? Will they still think I'm cool? What if I'm not number one in my department? What if I show up to the barbecue in faded shorts and cowboy boots? How we talk, dress, act, how we explain what we do, our trips, our Facebook postings, my podcast downloads and momentum. Almost every podcast has interviewers and guests. Who's the biggest guest to get on your show? And me, well, it's, it's... it's just me here. It's, you know, me again. Still me. Again. At times, I still find myself totally mooning it, like I talked about in the first episode. So, Jones, what happened to that kid who cared more about if he liked himself more than if others did? Who cared more about being comfy than accepted, who walked up the church aisle with his shorts and t-shirt and cowboy boots. Hmm? Listen, I've tried subtle ways for people to like me. I've tried over-obvious showy ways. I've tried quiet ways and loud ways, poor ways and spendy rich ways. This episode is for me to think about. What if I did something crazy and instead of leading with, gee, I hope everybody likes me, 
or whatever extension of me, my work, my podcast, my family, the kids, blah, you know. What if I led with, hey, I'm, I'm not for you, not for everybody, not sure if you'll like me, and, and I don't care much. Like, is my podcast for everybody? Oh, at first, I thought, oh, yeah, this is for everyone. Who wouldn't, wouldn't want to listen to this? But no, I mean, not at all. It's, it's by me, for me. So I suppose that's, that's one. And, but I keep getting tons of downloads. And so I wonder more and more, huh, what if you like my podcast? Do you like my podcast? And what if, ooh, ooh, what if lots of people do? Thousands. Uh, what if this becomes... Huge! Like, like, what if I can't even get gas for the car because people are storming my fancy convertible and they're like, Oh my gosh, look, it's Jeremy Jones! But if you are looking for tax strategies on 1031 real estate exchanges or when to buy up Bitcoin or vegan recipe ideas for dinner, you definitely won't be in to my podcast. I have a number of friends who are financial planners, but I like to manage my own money and investments. I just, I get a kick out of it. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Does that mean they are inadequate? Our skills, our business, our hobbies, our personalities, it's not for everybody. It's for us. Not because there's something wrong with us, uh, but we are all different. I wonder what would happen if, Next time, you know, someone asked us, we said, oh, well, you know, my services, my business, my friendship, it might not really be for you. I never hear people say that. What I hear is, oh, yeah, we can figure that out. And I, did I not mention that we do that? Because we, we can totally do uh, that. Let's pause here. Close your eyes just real quick for me. In your imaginary world, can you think of Tesla's cyber truck? Do you see it? The Cybertruck. If it's been a while, throw it up on your phone screen to get a refresh for its unique designs. When this truck was introduced, oh man, people talked about how ugly it was, how Elon Musk lost his magic, how Tesla, they went too far this time, how it was just hideous. Very few people liked it. In fact, Forbes dubbed it ugly as sin. Now, are you still with me? Guess who predicted this? Elon Musk himself. Yeah. Let's roll it back to an interview with Elon Musk before the truck was released, when the design and the details were top secret. He said, oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. This will be heart-stopping. It stops my heart. Oh, it's, oh, it's great. Then the interviewer asked, who do you want to sell it to? He said, I may be too futuristic for most people. And, you know, I actually don't know if a lot of people will buy this pickup truck or not. But I don't care. Interviewer. Okay. I mean, I do care. Eventually, you know, like, sure, I care. You know, we want to get gasoline, diesel trucks off the road. Hmm. He didn't care. Interesting. 
Remember when Crocs came out, the footwear? It was like, who wants to wear a piece of plastic, these cheap, squeaky, butt-ugly shoes? Nobody. I don't know what the phenomenon is about. I'm still studying it. But the popularity of these shoes is increasing rapidly. I tried them the other day. They they're really are comfortable. Um, I'm curious why their stock is skyrocketing, why the popularity of these very simple rubber shoes. If you have an idea why they're gaining so much popularity, ping me. I would love to learn more about that. All of it makes me think, if what I put on, how I dress, how I talk, how successful my kids are, where I went to school, what I graduated in, what I do for fun, what religion I am or what religion I am not, what I spend my time creating or building, the job, hobbies, vacations, the book I'm reading, the books I haven't read, if I'm tall or short, are my eyes the right shape, you know? Do I show too much of my gums when I smile? You know, is it kind of all gums? And oh, I'm so concerned if people like it. Right? Or am I tuned in to that kid who was walking down the aisle at church in his t-shirt and shorts? And again, it's, it's not about being comfortable with your outfit. It's about being so comfortable with yourself. Am I comfortable with myself? Even if I'm ignored or not validated by those around me, or they think my truck's ugly. Can I say, yeah, I don't care if you like my cyber truck. I do. It, it stops my heart. I don't know if you like my podcast. I know it's not for everybody. Maybe lots or few like it, but oh man, does it stop my heart? Hmm. I feel like we're both thinking of Dita Von Tees right now. Who's Dita? Dita is one of the most famous burlesque entertainers, which in some ways, right, is a very vulnerable and revealing position to put yourself in. What if you get to the big tease finale and people are just not really excited about what you have to offer? I love her quote. She says, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there's still going to be somebody who hates peaches. Hmm. I know there's times, deep down, you know, we say, I know I'm a peach, but we keep trying to fit in with the pineapples, and we throw on a big pineapple green wig, and we start saying aloha and flashing hang loose signs. I get confused sometimes, and... Sometimes I'm being a moon instead of a star. Episode one, right? Episode one. Hmm. Where I live, a lot of people have fresh farm milk delivered to the door. There's these milk boxes that sit on everyone's porches. And I wondered, what if the milk salesman goes to the door to sign up a customer? And the person is on the phone and they're like, oh, no, I'm not interested. Thanks. And poof, slams the door. Maybe, hey, maybe that person was lactose intolerant. So the salesman doesn't need to go around the block thinking, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, what's wrong with my milk? If I had better milk, if I had, I'm so inadequate, if I had a better pitch or something, or maybe I look funny or the shirt's old, or maybe I should have showed up in cowboy boots and shorts. Like, oh, no, man. Now, I, I need to get better, stronger, better, stronger, better, stronger. Ah. 
What we need to do is love ourselves more, just how we are right now. Sure, we can change one day. I mean, maybe. But we're freaking awesome right now. Right now. Right? Like the milk example, some people are just lactose intolerant and they're too busy to tell us. Doesn't mean that we have bad milk. But you know, then we take it personal and we just need to be our truest self. Maybe it's your goal, your calling to be the best real estate agent. But that someone who blew you off is just, hey, they're just not buying and selling real estate right now. Or that person who didn't reciprocate your friendship. Maybe they have or they're too busily handling, handling some things in their lives, some feelings, all the guests, you know, going through their house. And they are too overwhelmed with life right now to see all the great things you offer as a friend. I mean, what if no one in my neighborhood or my school or my church likes me? You can have the juiciest, tastiest podcast. Oh, it is so good. But that listener may just like music and just not dig podcasts and they're out, you know? You can be the best parent, but the kid came pre-wired. You can be the best widget maker chasing down a Series A venture capital investment, but... The investor you talked with this afternoon is just not in the market for a widget company. So I figured, Jones, new plan. You do you and do it 100%. Be one hundy. Makes me think about what Jesus said. Um, Blessed are the grown-ups, for they shall inherit glory and riches. Okay, wait, wait, wait. He, he, he didn't say that. He said, he said Mark 10, uh, Mark chapter 10, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. Hey, this stuff's only for grown-ups. And when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And then in Matthew 18, He said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Enter the kingdom of heaven. That sounds pretty sweet. And where is it? And how do I do that? Jesus said later in Luke 17, 20, kingdom of God is within you. Noodle on that. And what that might mean for you. Do you know that book by Max Lucado? You are special. The main character, Punchinello. He walks around his village and there's some fellow Wemmicks. They give him dots. They're sticking dots on him and stickers because they say his nose is too big or is too small. He's too smart. He's too dumb. Each negative is a dot sticker. You know, so he has all these dot stickers on him. And then some people give him star stickers, gold star, because they think he's so cool. Like, totally, like, totally popular. Like, oh my gosh, girl, here comes Punching Nello. He makes his way through the streets, overwhelmed with this sticker dot star game. Like, ah, people liking me. Until one day, he finds a girl who doesn't have any dots on her or even any star stickers. Why? 
Well, she knows who she is. She's so proud of herself, understands what she is about, understands her nature. She, she's her own number one fan. She's like, it's not that people don't try to put stickers on me. They just, they just don't stick. That's up to me. Huh. Yeah. See, we all have the power. It's in all of us. Ah. Love that book. Love that book. It's not that I'm going to overcome the need for validation. It will always be there. <clears throat> do, do I look good in these dentures? I'm sure it'll always be there. But when it comes in my house, I can be aware and invite it in. Because when that guest comes, I want it. I, I, I want to know that the validation, yes, it's important. Yes, the validation is important. I agree. But know that I can give that validation to myself. I'll be okay. I love me just how I am right now. Pending changes and software version updates aside. And by so doing, we give others the same invitation in their lives. Hey, think about Mother Teresa. She didn't want to be rich. That wasn't important. That can take a lot of courage to bypass that. Everyone's showing up to the party in Bentleys. Mm-hmm, you got to get you one of these. Maybe you don't care about being rich. You just want to teach kids. So you have an old phone, an old car, old house. But you feel so rich because you're doing what you love. You're honoring yourself. Flip the coin. Maybe you do care about being rich, and that's okay too. And that can take courage too because our different circles, upbringing, all you care about is money. You're so materialistic. If deep down having a lot of dough is important to you, well, that takes courage too. It can take courage to wear your t-shirt and your shorts, whether they are faded and worn or made out of the finest threads. But may we walk down the aisle nodding proudly. Be ye like a little child. Hmm. Okay. We have deep wisdom frosting every corner of my podcast. There's big thinkers, big religions, big poets and respected philosophers. But today, if you think you're ready, we're going to go even deeper. Can you do that with me? Okay, I'm going to get some help from Ralph. Come on, you know Ralph. Ralph's from the movie Wreck-It Ralph, that Disney movie based on the real-life old-school video game Wreck-It Ralph. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to Ralph. There's also a character named Felix. Fix it, Felix. He's perfect all the time. Shirt tucked in. He's not bald, not fat, thick, beautiful hair. White teeth, has a few houses in Barbados, plays golf twice a week up at the club. He's starting his third business because he's just so bored with all his free time. Or, Or she wears the perfect dress size and it doesn't matter whatever she eats. Do you have a Felix in your life? Carries around a little gold hammer. I can fix that. Perfect smile. Everything they touch just turns to gold. Kids, perfect. 
Felix always fixes his stuff, and at the end of the game, he gets the medal for fixing all the windows that Ralph breaks. And the people in the building, they just love Felix. They're throwing him medals. They're throwing barbecues for him. They invite him to everything. And what do they do with Ralph? Well, he's a wreck. I mean, he messes stuff up. His clothes are old, tattered. He's sort of heavy, you know, big boned. They throw him off a building for wrecking stuff. Easily dispensable, uninvited. Plus, like, his teeth, like, I'm not trying to be gossipy, but they're, like, kind of goofy looking. The, the plot of the movie is that Ralph leaves his video game and goes determinedly searching for a medal somewhere outside of him, somewhere outside of his game, telling a once-upon-a-time story. Remember those from episode three? Oh, man. Once I get a medal, then those around me will validate my efforts. What are, what are your medals? What are your medals? Think about it. Now this podcast is only worthwhile if it connects to your invisible world. So I'll go first, though. Here's some of my medals. My, mine have been, laugh now. And yeah, I'm losing my hair. But once you see what I'm driving next year, <laughs> watch out. Once you see the square footage of my house, once you see me after my crash course fitness camp, once I get this degree, this property, this level of tennis, once I get this client, once you see the vacation I take my family on, let's just say, you'll need sunglasses the way my metal glitters. And finally, in the movie, it comes after Ralph's elusive, heroic metal journey. He learns that validation comes from the invisible world. Inside. The kingdom of God is within. He, he already had it within, like the scripture says, the kingdom of God is within. Preach to us, Ralph. Ralph, what do you say? It turns out I don't need a medal to tell me I'm a good person. There's no one else I'd rather be than me. I want to be able to say that every day. Hi, I'm Jeremy Jones, and this is my invisible world, and I want to share it with you. I think, I think that's why Ralph Waldo Emerson said, To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yep, can I get an amen in here? Amen! I don't know. If you are a peach, a pineapple, or banana, or maybe you're like a weird tomato, and it's confusing. It is a fruit, it's a veggie, people are confused with you, and that's okay. Song, song time. This is me. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. Right, Wreck-It Ralph? I am brave, I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out, cause here I come. And I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. Another round of bullets hits my skin. Well, fire away, cause today I won't let the shame sink in. We are bursting through the barricades and reaching for the sun. Hmm. 
All right. Will you please do me a favor? We're we're getting to the end of this episode. We're about to lock it up and put it in the vault. But in the show notes, I included a link to a video where Kiala Sutto sings that song in a workup. Right? This is me from The Greatest Showman. She's the one who sings it in the film. And yeah, there's no costumes, no makeup, no bright lights. It's just her being vulnerable, daring greatly, like we talked about in the last episode. You can see her sing the words, mean those words. You literally see the tipping point where she believes those words. And watch the guy in the lavender sweatshirt. Can you pick up on their invisible conversation that he has with Kiala? Also, also keep your eye on the guy playing the piano too. At first, he's just playing the notes. Then his experience from the invisible world becomes visible. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. Then she's crying. And Hugh Jackman is there. And he starts crying. It's, it stops everyone's hearts who watches this. It stopped theirs. It stopped mine. Watch it. Just trust me. Watch it. Back to Elon. I actually don't know if a lot of people are going to buy this truck or not. But I don't care. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. This will be heart-stopping. It stops my heart. Oh, it's, it's great. Am I doing stuff today? Am I living in a way that someone says, dude, your Cybertruck is but ugly. It's ugly as sin. Don't get me started on the podcast. You think people really want to listen <laughs> to that? I can respond, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't care. This, this stops my heart. I'm listening to my heart. No one else can do that for me. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. So just follow your path. Don't worry about the metals. Whether you're alone or not, go, go wander off on your own yellow brick road. Even if you're skipping in faded shorts, t-shirts, and a, and a pair of good boots, dream and wander as big as you want because deep down, what? The world needs who you were meant to be. So be it. <laughs>